0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Barracuda Total Email Protection. According to the FBI, last year, cybercrimes cost 3.5 billion dollars. Get the free ebook, 13 email threat types to know about right now at barracuda.com/npr
1: From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from the Theatre at Ace Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. It's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now, here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Thank you, Jonathan. It's our second week here in Los Angeles, and we've got another celebrity edition of Ask Me Another. Four famous contestants are here to play our nerdy games. Linda Cardellini, Jeff Garland, Lance Reddick, and Paul Rust. But only one will be our big winner. And their grand prize? Personal validation and parking validation. (laughs) As for us, uh, I think we've really settled into our LA lifestyles. Earlier, instead of a dress rehearsal, we did a yoga pole class. Covered in activated charcoal, of course. Backstage, we replaced our usual bagels with ube ice cream. And for our live audience, we are going to let you know when we're about 80% of the way through the show. So you can leave and beat the traffic. (laughs) Let's meet our first two celebritestants. First up, you know him from The Goldbergs, Handsome, a Netflix mystery movie, and the upcoming return of Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's Jeff Garlin.
3: That's just absurd. Let's
2: meet your opponent. You know her as Lindsay in Freaks and Geeks, Don Draper's neighbor in Mad Men, and from the upcoming movie Daddy's Home 2. Please welcome Linda Cardellini.
4: Thank you. Hi.
2: Jeff, I scoured the internet trying to find this footage of your very first appearance on Oprah, where you were kind of discovered. Oh, right, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. So can
2: you tell me the story behind being discovered and ending
3: up on Oprah? Um, I was a young comedian in Chicago. I was in my mid-20s. And Oprah had just gone national from being... She was the host of a show called AM Chicago. And then uh, it became The Oprah Show. So I guess they were having this show called... uh, It was like an April Fool's Day show, and they had people send in their jokes and stuff, of which I did not. Um, But the producers from the show would hang out at the local comedy club, Zanies, and they came in the night before scared that their show was going to stink, and they said, would you come on and tell a joke? I said, I don't know any jokes. They said, please come. I go, okay. As long as I get my own dressing room... And I want it filled with bagels and donuts. Like all the other people sending their tapes are like in the hallway, nervous, chitty-chatting. And I'm in, alone in my dressing room with all the bagels and donuts I could eat. And I ate a lot of them. Um, so the next day, I was like bombarded by people. At like, wow, we saw you on the show. But no one said, and you were funny or right, you were Right, right, but
2: they still... Because <laughs>
3: I didn't know what I was doing, you know. But holy crap, you, did you find the footage? We,
2: we cannot find it. Well, and
3: that's a good thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, so Linda. Yes. Big fan, of course, of all the things that you have done. In the last episode of Freaks and Geeks, okay. your character takes off to follow the Grateful Dead. Right. In the final season of Netflix series Bloodline, your character takes off and leaves her family behind as well. Right. Okay. Where are you trying to go?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think everybody else is trying to get rid of me. <laughs> Everybody's just writing me out. Gone. Sail away. No. <laughs> but if
2: you were to take off yes. and like leave it all behind, where would you escape to?
4: Oh my God. Hmm. Well, do I go by myself or do I like take my family? Okay. Why let's do you say, Think
3: so much. I you know it's a huge it. problem. Just answer. Okay. answer. Okay. Where do to go? I go
2: Italy. I'd
4: go to Italy. Oh, okay. Italy! Look
2: at her. With okay. the family. Sure. Okay, with the family. (laughs) Linda and Jeff, this is a star-studded show, so we're doing things a little different. You are going to play three games against each other, and whoever gets the most points overall will move on to our final round. So we're going to get your first challenge. It's a word game based on the famous last line from Sunset Boulevard. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. So in this game, Jonathan and I will be movie directors. We're going to give you your motivation. You'll respond with that famous quote from Sunset Boulevard, but you're gonna replace close-up with something else that ends with up. So
1: if I said, here's your motivation, you love pancakes, but they're too dry, so you grab a bottle of maple tree sap, you would say, I'm ready for my syrup.
2: Buzz into answer, here we go. Here's your motivation, you're on Muscle Beach and you wanna show off your bod, you're doing an exercise where you grip a bar above your head and lift up your entire body.
3: (laughs) Jeff. Uh, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my pull-up.
2: That is correct.
3: I'm really good at
1: this. <laughs> wow. Here's your motivation. You're sick of all the bland hamburgers in this world. Who isn't? You're going to fix it with a condiment made out of tomatoes.
4: Linda. Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my catch-up.
1: Yes, you are. Yeah.
4: <laughs> you all right? Felt good? This
2: it's very competitive. Just so you know, right now, it's a tie. It's all tied up. (laughs) I'm feeling the heat. (laughs) Here's your motivation. You're an Anglophile who loves British afternoon meal rituals. You're holding a tiny drinking vessel filled with Earl Grey or oolong. Um. (laughs) A tiny drinking
3: vessel. Oh. Jeff Garland. Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my tea cup.
2: That is correct.
3: It's, like, almost, like, too easy, and you wouldn't right. think it'd be that easy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, for next time. Okay. Yeah. All
1: right. <laughs> Here's your motivation. You drank a lot of soda. Oh God. And you're suffering from involuntary contractions of the diaphragm, followed by a sudden closure of the vocal cords, producing a sound. Linda.
4: Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my hiccup.
3: That's correct. Yeah. I couldn't figure out how to use the word fart. <laughs> and I fart up. I swear that's where I went, and it wasn't going to happen. All right, this is your last clue.
1: Okay. Here's your motivation. Yes. You're confronting your own mortality. Uh-huh. Whoa. So you go to the doctor for your annual physical. <laughs> Linda.
3: Well, yeah, go. It's easy. <laughs> Tell Mr. DeMille what you're ready for at the doctor's office. Come on, tell them!
5: Uh,
4: I'm ready for my
5: checkup?
3: Yes! yes.
1: That's right. <laughs> How did our contestants do?
5: What a great first game. Right now, Linda is in the lead.
2: Our next game is about the best babysitter money can buy, television. But first, let's chat with our celebrity contestants. Linda, this is not your first game show. You were a contestant on The Price is Right. I was. I was. I love game shows.
4: Did you win on Price is Right? I did not. Well, I won a fireplace. I I bid $1,000. And I won a gas fireplace. But I was one of the first people called up to Contestants Row, which I have to say was maybe one of the most exciting things that has ever actually happened to me. Like, this business is very exciting, but nothing happens all at once. Yeah. And then I lost the Black Lacquer bedroom set. Oh. That I pretended to want, even though I already had one at home. <laughs> and, uh, and then I, and I spun 90 cents, but the woman in front of me spun a dollar, so I didn't get to go to the showcase showdown. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you.
3: I have an anecdote. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, John Stewart, he, for a Name while, dropper. was uh, guest hosting on Tom Snyder's show, and I was his only writer, and we would sit and write and talk about it. After the show was done taping, we used to go to the Price is Right set, which no one was around, and we'd call each other down, and we'd go <laughs> spin the wheel.
4: <laughs> that is awesome. It's and
3: heavy. Fun, that's really it's really heavy. It's heavy.
2: Let's go to your second game. This is a guessing game about the entertainment job where you can really make a difference in someone's life children's television, even though the Teletubbies is for everyone, young or high. I'll give you the name and description of a kid's TV show. You tell us whether the show I'm talking about is real or if we made it up. We're going to alternate back and forth, so no need to buzz in. Oh. Here we like go, the Linda. Buzzer. yes. But ugly Martians, the but ugly Martians, acronymed BUM, are addicted to Earth's culture and only pretend to be here for evil purposes, real or fake?
4: Um, I think it's fake.
2: I'm sorry, it is real. That what? is real. Yep.
4: So wait, Butt Ugly Martians, that's bum. That is bum, yeah. Is that the name of the cartoon? Uh, it was actually called Butt
2: Ugly Martians. They couldn't,
4: um... <laughs> I mean, they got two winner titles to pick from.
2: <laughs> Jeff, the Robonic Stooges, Moe, Larry, and Curly are clumsy, bionic superheroes who fight crime. Real or fake? Fake. I'm sorry, that is real.
3: Well, I was only going... By the way, I felt it was real. I felt I'd seen it. However, (laughs) I felt rhythm-wise, we were going to switch to fake. (laughs) It's true, I swear. Let's go to Linda.
2: Linda. Yes. Can you teach my alligator manners? Viewers help Mikey teach his pet alligator, named Al, good behavior.
4: I feel like that's real.
2: Nope. Nope. It is real. That yeah. is real. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Jeff. Yes. Back to the Future, the animated series. Picking up after Back to the Future Part Three, Doc Brown and Clara settle in nineteen ninety one Hill Valley and are visited by Marty McFly for time travel adventures. Real or fake?
3: Though well, that one sounds completely real, but it's fake.
2: I'm sorry, that one is real. No, it's real. All
3: Again, real. I went with my gut!
2: <laughs> These are your last clues. Linda. Yes. The Breakfast Club. Oh my goodness. The animated series. What? Sponsored by the General Mills Serials, the five characters from the film The Breakfast Club meet for detention and adventures. Real or fake?
4: I want it to be real, but I feel like it's fake. Yeah, it's
2: that's fake. fake. Oh. That's fake. All right, let's go. Jeff, Recycle and the Natural Resources. Recycle and her pop music band travel in a reclaimed spaceship, teaching the galaxy about the importance of recycling.
3: I want that to be real, therefore, it is real.
2: It's very oh. philosophical. It's fake.
4: Oh! <laughs> you are terrible at this. <laughs>
5: Puzzle guru Archung, how did our contestants do? Linda's in the lead, but it's anybody's game.
2: Coming up, Jonathan Colton will sing about a whole new world that's surprisingly familiar and local, based in L.A. Plus, we'll meet our next two celebrity contestants, Lance Reddick and Paul Rust. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. <laughs>
6: This message comes from NPR sponsor Candid's Foundation Directory Online. For nonprofits in search of grant funding, FDO helps you see which funders are most likely to support your cause. FDO gives you access to the insights you need to build robust prospect lists and connect with the right grantmakers to meet your fundraising goals. Discover how Candid's FDO can help you win funding to support your mission-critical work at fdo.org NPR.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor 3M. Supporting communities in the fight against COVID-19. Since the outbreak, 3M has responded with cash and product donations, including surgical masks, hand sanitizer, and respirators through local and global aid partners. In addition, 3M is on track to produce 2 billion respirators globally by the end of 2020. Learn how 3M is helping the world respond to COVID-19. Go to 3M.com COVID. 3M science applied to life
1: this is ask me another npr's hour of puzzles word games and trivia coming to you from los angeles california i'm jonathan colton here with puzzle guru art chung now here's your host ophira eisenberg
2: thank you jonathan This is our second week in L.A. playing our nerdy games with celebrities, and what better people to play pop culture trivia games than the people who make pop culture. Our first pair of celebritestants is Linda Cardellini and Jeff Garland. They're about to play a game about the amazing sights of Los Angeles, from the strip malls on the west side to the strip malls on the east side. (laughs) Let's check in with Linda and Jeff some more. Uh, Linda, the first time you went into a film studio,
4: yes, was there anything that surprised you about it? It was dirty. Oh, really? Yeah, there was dust on everything, and I thought, oh my god, I can't wait to go see, like a movie. You know, I was so excited. I always yeah. thought this glamorous thing, and it's basically like, you know, like sets are just made out of wood, and on one side it looks very exciting and like you're somewhere real and on the other side it just looks like a construction site so and and when you sit there you're sort of like you know sitting in you know not the most glamorous part of it so I was struck by that because I expected it to be sparkling fancy yeah, fancy. it was was not fancy Jeff right now is dancing
3: (laughs) a very very limited movements yet quite sexual
2: it's it's very low in the hips it's very low in the hips Jeff, how about you? The first time you went to a film studio, what struck you about it?
3: Uh, No, what struck me was how easy it was to get on the lot. (laughs) Because I snuck on to Paramount every day. This is in the 80s. Uh, It was a different time.
2: After this game, the contestant with the most points overall will go to the final round, and the loser will have to make a left turn on Santa Monica Boulevard. All right. (laughs)
5: Jessica Archung, remind us how our players are doing. Linda's in the lead, but anything can happen because our third game is worth double points.
3: What? But here, Oh, see, now you're screwed. <laughs> All right, go ahead. This is a music
2: parody game called An L.A. World. Jonathan Colton, take it away. In this game,
1: we rewrote A Whole New World from Aladdin to be about famous Los Angeles landmarks, locations, and businesses. Just buzz in and tell me what place I'm singing about. Oh, okay. Here we go. I can show you a word Standing tall atop Mount Lee Nine big letters have spelled it out since 1923 Linda?
4: The Hollywood sign?
1: The Hollywood sign is correct.
3: Hold on. Hold on. Hollywood land. Yes. Because he was singing about when it first (laughs) went (laughs) up. No. I'm kidding.
4: All no. right, you know what? Give
2: him three times the points.
1: Go ahead. You can write an angry email to us later. Yep. That's okay. what our fans
2: talk. The sign originally said Hollywood, Hollywood Land. Land Hollywood and lands. it was an advertisement for a housing development. Right below. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: What about when it said Hollyweed?
2: <laughs> an L.A. world
1: Where Clayton Kershaw plays for you Home of your baseball team in Chavez Ravine, the
3: Brooklyn team you stole. Jeff? Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers. We're looking for a place. Oh, Dodgers Stadium. That's correct. <laughs> uh, by the way, for many people, the Los Angeles Dodgers are a place. <laughs> In their heart. Amen. In their brother. heart.
1: They love them. Amen. And LA World. <laughs> This dazzling place is right downtown. Steel curves that bend at will. The L.A. Phil plays its concerts in this place for you. Jeff. Disney Hall. That's correct. Walt Disney Concert Hall. Disney Concert Hall. (laughs) French fries animal style. Indescribable burgers, a double-double, the double, milkshake underneath a yellow
3: sign. Jeff. In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out
1: Burger is correct.
2: I would just like to let you both know that it is all tied up.
4: <gasps> now it's fun. Now it's on, Jeff.
1: Moreover, this is your last clue. Yep. Don't screw it up. An L.A. world A prehistoric Wilshire site Look at these Pleistocene figurines Posing in the sticky goo for you (laughs)
3: Linda It's alright
4: What are the La Brea Tar Pits? La Brea Tar Pits is correct
5: I think I know the answer, but Art Chung, uh, who won? Who won? Wow, that was a close one. Congratulations, Linda. We're moving on to the final round. I'm sorry we have to say
2: goodbye to Jeff. It was so great having you with us. Jeff Garland stars in The Goldbergs on ABC and in Curb Your Enthusiasm on HBO. Give it up for Jeff Garland. Now it's time for us to play a quick bonus game we call Guestimators, and here to play with us is a wonderful friend of the show, host of NPR's Bullseye, Jesse Thorne, everybody. (laughs) Hi, Jesse, welcome. Hi, friends. You have built a podcasting empire called Maximum Fun, uh, and you sort of based it in the beginning just on gathering all the things that you liked listening to.
7: Yeah, fair enough.
2: And it's come a long way. You discovered Jonathan Colton.
7: Started at the bottom, now we're here at the beautiful (laughs) Ace Theater in downtown Downtown Los Los Angeles. Angeles.
2: Okay, Jesse, here's how this game works. I'm going to ask you and Jonathan Colton a question that has a numerical answer. And really, it's just whoever's guess is closest to the real answer gets the point. Here we go. According to Major League Baseball, how many baseballs are used during an average game? Talk it out.
7: Well, my initial thought is many, but I know that's not a good guess.
2: <laughs> um, I mean,
7: what do you got? You got 27 outs. I'm just saying numbers. <laughs> so. You got nine players, uh, three strikes, and you're out. Um, <laughs> let's go. Just with, add those up. Yeah, I'm gonna say mm, 250. Okay. Is that a funny guess? <laughs> that was no. me really trying
2: to guess the answer. Jonathan, what's your guess?
7: Well, so here's how I'm
1: disadvantaged. I don't know anything about baseball. I never watch baseball. Because when would you need to replace a baseball? They could just use one. Just use one the whole time, for it's God's true. sake.
2: Just put your name on but it. But you know what happens is
1: sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the pitcher scratches it with his belt buckle so that he can do a crazy <laughs> with, pitch. With belt I don't belt buckle. know. Sure, yeah. Sometimes if you hit a... Uh, A homer, I think it's called. (laughs) Yeah. Where it goes over the fence and it's gone. you got to get a new ball. Right. But 250, nine innings, that means you're using per inning. Yeah. I'm going to say it's uh, 100. 100. Yeah, nice round number. Okay. 10 per inning.
2: Jesse says 250. (laughs) It's not not even close. Jonathan says 100. 100 baseballs. is hundred and eight. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. The answer is hundred and eight per game, according to a spokesperson for Major League Baseball. Can
7: I tell you a, like an honest fact about my life? Yes, please. I literally, as a teenager, was a member of an organization called the Society for American Baseball Research. <laughs> Jonathan literally just stood here and he's like, baseball, of course they use bats and they wear caps. He was almost literally it's exactly correct. <laughs> I have good intuition,
0: I, I guess. I don't know.
2: Okay. In miles per hour, what is the fastest speed limit in the United States? Um, do you drive?
7: I do. Okay. Yeah, I go hither and yon.
2: Okay. It's going to
7: help you. Occasionally, thither. <laughs> and I always bring my zither. <laughs> Well, I have definitely been in a 65 zone. Um, I'm going to say 75 miles an hour.
2: That's pretty fast. All right, Jonathan Coleman, what do you think?
7: Uh, I have also been in uh, 65.
2: Yeah. Are we just bragging
7: here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs>
1: I've been in a 55, I've been in a 35 before, I've been in some 45s, uh-huh. I've been in some 25s in school zones. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I feel like out West I've seen 70 or 75, but I feel like there might be some places where it's even more lawless and ruggedly individualistic. Maybe. I'm going to say 85.
2: 85. Jesse Thorne says 75, John Cullen says 85. The answer is 85. In... Uh In some parts of Texas, you can go 85 miles per hour. Uh, As per usual, Jesse Thorne bringing culture and style to our show. Thank you so much for playing Guestimators. Jesse from NPR's Bullseye. Give it up one more time for Jesse Thorne, everybody. Thank you,
7: friends. Thanks, guys.
2: Let's meet our next two celebrity test-ins. First up, you know him from The Wire and Lost. He currently stars in the Amazon original series, Bosch, the Comedy Central series, Corporate, and the film, The Domestics. Please welcome Lance Reddick. Let's bring out your opponent. He was in Inglorious Bastards, a movie I need to watch again right now, and he co created and stars in the Netflix series Love. Please welcome Paul Rust. Thank you. So, Lance, you played Cedric Daniels on The Wire. Yes. You are, you are very well known for playing a lot of very intense roles, but you are doing this new Comedy Central series called yes. Corporate, and you've done a lot of other uh, you know, smaller comedy projects, so have you been dying to just do some comedy roles for a while, or do people love casting you because you uh, are known as being so intense? Uh, uh, both. And so how do you like it? Uh, do you prefer goofing off or are you like, give me a nice... Well, mediator- goofing golf
8: is always better than working. <laughs> but I mean, uh, no, I mean, I. Uh, all I can say is both things are fun, but I love doing comedy. Really? Yeah.
2: So we can expect more comedic roles from you? I'd like to think so. Okay, very good. <laughs>
8: I mean, I'm in more than one episode of Corporate, so yeah.
2: <laughs> I've heard a whole bunch of them. Uh, Paul, the Netflix series Love, created by you and your wife, Leslie Arfin, is somewhat based on your relationship?
9: It was actually based on a couple we knew uh, by the name of Mork and Mindy. <laughs> Are you serious? No. Oh, okay.
2: I was like, oh, you channeled.
9: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I like that, that. <laughs> idea. Yeah.
2: But is that how you started writing it? Just talking about sure, your own yeah, relationship? Sure,
9: jumping off point, yeah.
2: What is your favorite reaction from a friend or family member or a fan that, you know, knows you and your wife and is watching the series?
9: You know, I hear a lot of times, uh, "Ooh, he got a nice butt. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> yeah. That would be a favorite reaction. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree.
2: Lance and Paul, you're going to play three games against each other. Whoever gets the most points overall is going to move on to the final round. So let's go to your first challenge. It's a trivia game called In International Name Only. Los Angeles is home to every kind of cuisine there is out there, from a pesto kelp noodle entree called I Am Liberated to a street hot dog wrapped in bacon called I Give Up.
8: (laughs) I feel like that's going to be my answer every time.
1: This game is all about foods that sound international but are actually from America. For example, the cookie Vienna Fingers were first sold by a company called Sunshine Biscuits out of Kansas City. Just buzz in and tell us the food
2: that we are talking about. Here we go. No need to go to Berlin or Munich to enjoy this baked dessert, which was actually created by a Texas homemaker and named after a chocolatier named Sam German.
5: Puzzger <laughs> Archung, <laughs> do you have a hint? German is in the name. Oh. And Lord. you think it's okay. German, but it's
2: not. Oh and it's...
9: I was fully like, Lance has got this. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, sat back.
2: Yeah, it's named after Sam German. And the... it's
5: a baked dessert.
8: And it's not. It's a big dessert. And it's chocolate. <laughs> uh, Lance! German chocolate.
2: Yeah, that's Yay. it.
8: <laughs> You're kidding.
2: It's German chocolate cake, but at this point, we're gonna accept that. <laughs>
8: Oh, oh, I can't. Well, it, it pays to paint by the numbers. Okay, go ahead.
1: <laughs> Legend has it that this Russian-sounding cocktail was actually invented at Hollywood's Cock and Bull Bar, where an inability to sell Smirnoff vodka and ginger beer, combined with a Russian immigrant's need to unload 2,000 copper mugs, led to its creation. Paul. Uh, a uh, Moscow mule?
2: That's correct. Oh, Good. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. <laughs> Why do you have 2,000 mugs? Why do you have to unload them immediately? Right away. <laughs> I've gotta get rid of these mugs. Despite its Parisian sounding name, this hot sandwich, typically consisting of a roast beef inside of a baguette, actually originated in Los Angeles. Uh, two places claim to have invented it: Philippe's and Cole's.
9: <laughs> That's oh, not oh, helping. Oh. No? Paul? Uh, a French dip. That is correct. Oh, lord!
1: <laughs> so, remember Sean Spicer? Well, food historians mocked him when he suggested this mayo and ketchup salad topper was actually from the country in its name, despite it being created in New Hampshire. <phone rings> Paul,
9: it's like uh, space dots or something. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what kind of salads you are having. <laughs> But they
1: sound amazing. I want those. And it's not uh, space dots. (laughs) It's not?
9: No. Oh, I could have sworn it was space dots. Give us a description Uh, again.
1: I'll say again salad topper with a place name in it.
5: Lance. (laughs) Salad dressing? What kind of popular salad dressing has a place name in it? Russian. Yeah. Russian dressing is correct. This
2: top-selling American beer brand was launched in St. Louis. However, it's been locked in a trademark dispute with brewers from the small Czech Republic town in which it shares its name. Oh, my gosh. Paul. Space Dots? <laughs> <laughs> Very Damn, close. that's what I was going to say. Very close. <laughs> Shoot. Oh, boy, that's funny. Lance, can you steal top-selling American beer brand?
8: Uh, Budweiser?
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: This is your last clue. You'll be relieved to hear. <laughs> oh, goodness. Despite the location suggested in its name, this popular street food originated in an L.A. food truck. Mark Manguera and Roy Choi had the idea to fill corn tortillas with bulgogi and kimchi. Oh, man,
8: that's so obvious.
9: <laughs> if you're writing a poem about this food... Uh-huh. What would be the word that you would rhyme with it?
0: (laughs) See?
5: Uh, Rocco's? Yeah, (laughs) Rocco's. Oh, Oh, Paul. Tacos? That's half of it.
0: What kind of (laughs) tacos?
2: There's a north and a south version Uh, of this taco?
9: Yes, Korean tacos. Korean tacos, that's right.
1: Oh, boy. Puzzle Art Archung, how did our contestants do? Well, we got
5: there.
9: (laughs) (laughs) We got there. (laughs) Abysmally.
5: And after one game, it's a tie. (laughs) Coming up, we'll play some games
2: that involve BBC television, flowers, tantric sex, and screaming. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. (laughs)
6: This message comes from NPR sponsor Candid's Foundation Directory Online. For nonprofits in search of grant funding, FDO helps you see which funders are most likely to support your cause. FDO gives you access to the insights you need to build robust prospect lists and connect with the right grantmakers to meet your fundraising goals. Discover how Candid's FDO can help you win funding to support your mission-critical work at fdo.org NPR.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor 3M. Supporting communities in the fight against COVID-19. Since the outbreak, 3M has responded with cash and product donations, including surgical masks, hand sanitizer, and respirators through local and global aid partners. In addition, 3M is on track to produce 2 billion respirators globally by the end of 2020. Learn how 3M is helping the world respond to COVID-19. Go to 3M.com COVID. 3M science applied to life.
1: This is NPR's Ask Me Another coming to you from Los Angeles, California. I'm Jonathan Colton here with puzzle guru Art Now, here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Thank you, Jonathan. All right. Today, famous people are playing our nerdy games. Our contestants, Lance Reddick and Paul Rust, are about to play a quiz about an inside joke among sound designers. But first, let's chat with them. Uh, Lance, you said that it was Star Trek's Captain James T. Kirk who actually you piqued your Man, interest in acting. you that
8: stuff. But yeah. Why? I grew up addicted to television. But I especially loved Star Trek. I mean, and I always wanted to be Captain Kirk. And once I found out that William Shatner was a trained Shakespearean actor, I would open up monologues and try to do them like Captain Kirk. <laughs> but you'd do it as... Kirk. But I did, well, at that time I wasn't seeing Kirk as kind of a parody of himself. Right. So yeah. Uh, first season Kirk. As first season Kirk. <laughs>
2: That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good. Paul, you're from Lamars, Iowa.
9: Ninety <laughs> percent of this audience is LaMartians.
2: <laughs> There's gotta be a billion reasons for tourists to come to LaMars, Iowa, right? Without a
9: doubt, without a doubt. What's a couple of them? Oh I don't know, maybe that it's the Everybody say it with me. Ice cream capital of the world. (laughs) What?
2: It's a big dairy place? Yeah. Okay. Uh.
9: (laughs) Very lactose.
2: Lactose positive.
9: Very lactose. Lactose tolerant.
2: (laughs) very tolerant. And so what does that mean? Does that mean like the most variety, the creamiest ice cream, the most outlandish flavors? What, what does that mean?
9: Well, there's a, a big factory that makes ice cream. And so uh, what Cars is to Detroit, ice cream is to Lamar's. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So
2: when you're, do you, do you like ice cream?
9: Boy, do I. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we have an audio quiz for you called Ice Cream, You Scream, We All, Wilhelm Scream. <laughs> So that's the Wilhelm scream. It's a sound effect that has been used in countless movies, including Star Wars and the Indiana Jones series. It's a bit of an inside joke with sound designers and engineers. So in this game, we have inserted the Wilhelm scream into places it does not belong, interrupting iconic movie quotes. (laughs) You just have to buzz in and tell us the words that the Wilhelm scream is replacing. So here we go. Okay. From Jaws.
0: We better need a bigger uh,
9: Paul. boat.
2: Boat is oh, correct, man. yes. <laughs> okay, this is from There
9: Will Be Blood. I drink your. <laughs> Paul. Milkshake.
2: That is correct, yeah. <laughs> it really lines up in that one. From Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I'm not bad. I'm just anytime anyone wanna buzz in? Just Paul.
9: Uh, drawn That Way.
2: Drawn That Way is correct. This is from Scarface.
10: Say up to my lips.
2: Lance. Friend. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> Friend. Friend. And this is your last clue from The Wizard of Oz. Total. I
1: have a feeling we're not in.
8: <laughs> Lance. Kansas anymore.
2: That is correct, yeah. <laughs> All right, Puzzaker Archung, how are our slipper testants doing?
5: After the second game, Paul is in the lead.
2: Our next game is about BBC shows, flowers, and the Kama Sutra, which is also my criteria for a successful staycation. (laughs) But let's check in with our contestants. Lance, can you describe to me your ideal night in?
8: Okay, I'm going to give you the PG version. (laughs) Yeah. Um, My wife and I binge-watching our latest... Whatever show we're crazy about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and ordering, ordering in and cuddling on the couch.
2: All right. Oh, and cuddling on the couch. Got it. I know all oh, people oh, got excited. That's
9: nice. Oh. That's nice. All right, let me like
2: ask you. Like I said, you, that was a PG version. Let me Give me two. <laughs>
8: and, and I'm going to give you a 13. We kiss a little bit.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. Just a little bit. Oh Paul, describe your ideal night in.
9: Mainly stuff with the occult. My wife and I'll get our hands on some sort of goat and
10: <laughs>
9: put some blood on the floor in certain shapes and make a wish. Will you kiss a little? <laughs> 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 a little <kissy. laughs>
2: it's time for one of our favorite games. This, that, or the other. I'm going to give you a word or phrase, and you just have to tell me which of three categories it belongs to. Jonathan Colton, what are today's categories? Today's
1: categories are TV series on the BBC, types of flowers, and
2: erotic techniques described in the Kama Sutra. (laughs) We'll go back and forth, so no need to buzz in. After this game, the contestant with the most points overall will go to the final round, the loser will appear in the lifetime original series <laughs> adaptation of this game.
10: <laughs>
2: the good news is the uh, points are doubled in this game, so it's anyone's game. Let's go. Lance, this one is for you.
1: Sporting of a sparrow. That's got to become a suture technique.
8: It absolutely is. You're correct. <laughs> I was like, if that's a flower, I'm leaving now. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Paul, pie in the sky.
9: Hmm. Now I've eaten pie. That's right, talk it out. (laughs) It was good. I'm going to say it's a flower.
2: I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Lance, can you steal? It's either Kama Suture Position or BBC Series. I would say BBC Series. Yes, that is correct. A pie in the Sky is a police investigator turned pastry chef.
8: <laughs> of course it is.
2: <laughs> and he's blackmailed by his old boss.
8: Well, you say he's black.
2: He's been blackmailed oh. by his old
8: boss. <laughs> I-, I thought the remake there was a role for me, but I.
1: <laughs>
8: Lance, this is for you.
1: Bachelor's button. <laughs> Bachelor's button.
9: If you know know what
8: I mean. (laughs) (sighs) I'm going to go with my first guess. Uh, It's a flower. It is a flower, you're right.
2: Paul, devil's trumpet.
9: (laughs) Only because I want it to be. Kama Sutra? No. Oh.
2: oh, sorry. We all want things. The Yeltsabub's <laughs> brass. <laughs> Lance, can you steal? Is it either a BBC series or a flower? Devil's trumpet.
8: Devil's trumpet. Yep. I'm gonna say flower again. It
2: is a flower. Yeah. It's a white flower that blooms suddenly at dusk and has hallucinogenic properties.
1: Hmm. Lance. Rising
8: Damp. <laughs> uh, not to necessarily go for the obvious, mm-hmm. but I'd say Kama Sutra.
1: I'm sorry, that is incorrect. It oh! is not Kama Sutra. Oh! Thank goodness.
2: The most yeah, the most disgusting position.
8: That, that's some misogynistic stuff he's saying. See, I think that's positive myself. Okay, but all know, right.
1: You're right. You're right, I'm sorry. Oh, You're right. Everybody has... No, I know. I understand. It Uh, sounds like
9: both partners are satisfied. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Paul, do you want to uh, take a guess from the two remaining possibilities, Mm. BBC series or Flower? I'll go Flower. I'm sorry. It is a BBC series (laughs) about a conniving landlord.
5: Puzziger, Archunk, how did our contestants do? It was a clean sweep for Lance, and Lance, you're headed to the final round. Yeah.
2: Paul, so great meeting you. Thank you so much for being on our show.
9: It was nice to be here and thank you for having <laughs> me.
2: <laughs> Paul Russ stars on the Netflix series Love. Give it up for Paul Russ. Thank you. Before we get to the final round, please welcome to the stage our very special musical guest, Amy Mann. Amy, thank you for being with us for both of these shows.
5: Thank you for having me two weeks in a row. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, This song is a Jonathan song from his new record, which is called Solid State, and it was a request of mine because I really like it, and I like singing on it.
2: This is called All This Time.
1: That's right. It's a dance party at the end of the show.
10: 10,700 days that we've been accident free. Practice my confident face, my pods depending on me. Working hours fill the day, spending credits when we stay at home. So long since anyone has seen Out past the edge of our zone One of the friendlier machines Said I should leave it alone But I wonder anyway About some things I shouldn't say What if Kurt's smile doesn't make it what if all the switches get stuck on, destroy? When the shuttle goes, we won't take it. And the final countermeasures are deployed. All we'll have is all this time. All we'll have is all this time. All we'll have, is all this time. All we'll have all this time, all this time.
1: Thank you very much, everybody.
2: Thank you, Amy Mann, Jonathan Colton. Now it's time to crown our big winner. Let's bring back our finalists. She stars in the film Daddy's Home too. It's Linda Cardellini. And he stars in the Amazon series Bosch, the Comedy Central series Corporate, and MGM's The Domestics, Lance Reddick. Puzziger Archung, take it away.
5: Thanks, Sophia. Linda and Lance, your final round is called Everything Starts With L.A. Every answer starts with the letters L-A. For example, if I said this film was mistakenly announced as best picture winner of the Oscars, you'd answer Crash. <laughs> Just kidding. I
4: would, I would, because I was in Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> I would answer that.
5: Just kidding, it was La La Land. <laughs> so we're playing this round like a penalty shootout. You'll each get up to eight questions. The contestant who scores the most points will be our big winner, and your prize is an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. We rolled a 20-sided die backstage, and Linda is going first. Here we go. Linda, it's a maze you can walk through and a 1986 movie starring David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly. Labyrinth. That is correct. Lance, 30 million Americans are intolerant to this sugar found in milk. Lactose. That is right. Linda, it's a circular rotating tray placed on tables to help everyone reach the food without passing it around. Lazy Susan. That's right. Lance. This Nevada city claims that, thanks to all of its electric lights, at night, it's the brightest place on Earth. Las Vegas. That's right. Linda. This preppy sport played on a field with special sticks and a ball traces its roots to ancient Native Americans. Lacrosse. That's right. Lance. It's a red beetle with black spots that, despite its name, can be male or female.
8: Ladybug.
5: That is right. (laughs) Linda, NBC's 1230 AM talk show, which has been hosted by David Letterman, Conan O'Brien, Jimmy Fallon, and Seth Meyers.
4: What is the late show?
5: No, I'm sorry, we can't accept that. That's a different show. We're looking for a late night with David Letterman. Lance, Dolkalax. Is a brand of this kind of medication.
8: Laxative.
5: That is right. We're at the halfway point. Lance is in the lead, four oh. to three. Linda, 2017 marked the 26th straight year this dog breed was the most popular in the U.S.
4: Well, uh, uh, Labrador.
5: That's right, Labrador Retriever. Lance, it's a childbirth method introduced by a French doctor in 1951. I'm going to have to give you three seconds for an answer.
8: Oh, my goodness. Um. Sorry, we were looking for Lamaz. Lamaz, I was going to say Lazy Susan, but we're...
5: <laughs> <laughs> <Because> we're... <laughs> Linda, with yes. $1.6 billion in sales in 2016, this potato chip brand is the best-selling in the U.S. Ooh, Laze. Lay's is correct. Lance, the Mormon Church is officially known as the Church of Jesus Christ of this. Latter-day Saints. That's right. Linda, in Hamlet, he's the son of Polonius and the brother of Ophelia. Laertes. Yes. Lance, it's a word for a huge victory or a Fleetwood Mac song with the lyric, I took my love, I took it down, I climbed a mountain, and I turned around. Don't make me do my Stevie Nicks impression. (laughs)
8: <laughs> I don't know.
5: Lap. I don't know. No, I'm sorry. We're looking for a landslide. Landslide. Okay. All right. Here's the situation. The score is six to five. You each have one question left. Linda, if you get this question right, you win. This part of the trachea contains the vocal cords. Larynx? That is right. Congratulations. I used my larynx on that one, too.
4: To beat Lamp with an L and an A
2: True, true Uh, That was an amazing game Lance Reddick Such a pleasure to meet you Thank you so much for being on the show Lance Reddick everybody And congratulations to Linda Cardellini our big winner
4: Thank you I continue to love game shows
2: that's our show. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Now Jolta a cannon. Our puzzles were written by Jonathan Bayless, David Letzler, Danielle Thompson, and senior writers Karen Lurie and Jake Keith Van Stratton. Ask Me Another's produced by Mike Katzeff, Travis Larchuk, Julia Melfi, Denny Shin, and Ramel Wood, along with Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore. Ask Me Another was created by Eric Newsman, Jesse Baker. We'd like to thank our media partner, southern california public radio 89.3 kpcc ccpk the theater at the ace hotel in los angeles catch the teetotaler and our production partner wnyc i'm herite begonias ophira eisenberg and this was ask me another from npr Next time on Ask Me Another, Broadway's Jen Colella joins us to talk about her Tony Award nominated role in Come From Away, a musical inspired by real-life events that changed a town forever. Then we challenge contestants to an audio game that combines food and Disney songs. So join me, Ophira Eisenberg, for NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia.